Welcome to Episode 3 of Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network. Hello, I'm Jim Sheldon along with Mad Ants Media Relations Director Dan Vance. And it's almost time to play basketball. I mean it, ladies and gentlemen, it's almost time to play basketball. Dan Vance, as we released our last podcast, the schedule was nearly released. Then it got released here in the past week. Now here we are. We have our schedule. And uh, it's a very interesting one, to say the least. We are going to be going up against teams that uh, perhaps we weren't terribly familiar with in the past history, but it should be an exciting time down in Orlando. So let's take a look, if you don't mind, at the schedule and what do we have for game one? Well, we kick things off on Wednesday uh, against Westchester. So we start things off with a familiar opponent. Obviously, uh, they were a couple of our last games uh, of last season. We played them a couple of times in February and and usually have pretty good success against Westchester. Uh, like I mentioned, Jim, it's an interesting schedule because of the fact you get some of those West Coast teams that we play, but not consistently, not every season. Um, mm-hmm. Rio Grande Valley, Austin, uh, Santa Cruz, uh, Agua Caliente. So we, we have that that spread of teams that we don't normally play. Uh, it makes it interesting. We have 15 games very quickly, 15 games in 23 days, starting on February 10th, and then our last regular season game uh, being March 5th. And it really is going to make for a lot of fun. We have five different back-to-backs. We're playing back-to-back days. Uh, it's going to test these guys. It's going to test a, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of uh, you know stamina. Uh, it should be a really fun schedule. Well, in taking a look at some of these West Coast teams that uh, you mentioned, Santa Cruz, Agua Caliente, etc., the only time we would have seen them typically in the uh, t- in a typical season, I should say, is in a championship scenario in the G League playoffs uh, because of the fact that they don't usually come too far east. Now, granted, from time to time we would see uh, a team from the west, but typically you're going to face those teams in, let's say, the championship round of the G League. Yeah, it's it's very different in that fact. You know, there are some regular season games. Obviously, the the G League showcase when it takes place, we get to see some of these teams uh, in a regular season type of a setting. Uh, but it's it's great to have that diversity. You know, we we have the fifteen games, so there's seventeen other teams here. We're playing fifteen of them. Uh, we won't be playing the Memphis Hustle or uh, the Ignite team. Uh, the new team this year. So we won't play them, but to get 15 different opponents this quickly and, and a variety of talent. I mean, this is a really talented league this year. Uh, I, I'm expecting some some really high-scoring games, some fast-paced games. You know, these first couple games, it, it, could it be a little sloppy? It's hard to say. You know, you got guys who uh, sat in quarantine for almost two weeks, and then you throw them out there and say, okay, you got 10 days of training camp and uh, get ready, and then, you know, Bam, a hard and fast schedule coming at you. Oh, true. Well, you talked about the tip-off on Wednesday, February 10th. That's a 3.30 start against Westchester. Follow that up a day later with actually a morning tip, an 11 o'clock start, February 11th on Thursday against the Delaware Bluecoats. Do you know anything about Do you know anything about any of the teams, or is everybody pretty tight to the vest? You know, uh, most teams have their rosters out at this point, uh, so w- we've been able to see a lot of them. You know, kicking off with Westchester, uh, it, 
that's a pretty talented lineup, you know, a, a name that Mad Ants fans were probably familiar with, Tradion Hollins, uh, an excellent guard for them, uh, is with Westchester. But they've got a lot of guys with NBA experience. Dennis Smith Jr., who's a New York Nick, asked to come down here uh, and participate to get some minutes, wasn't getting some minutes in New York. So he's on the Westchester roster, uh, a very talented guy. Uh, James Young uh, and Scott Labassier, who played at Kentucky, uh, both of them. Justin Patton, who has NBA experience. Uh, Theo Pinson with NBA experience. Miles Powell from Seton Hall, uh, who was one of the leading scorers in the country uh, last year at Seton Hall. It's just a, they have a pretty solid roster. That's going to be one that I think we're really looking forward to because of how we match up uh, as a very athletic up and down roster as well. So, so a lot of teams have stuff up. I, I have not seen Delaware's roster as of yet. Um, you know, Rio Grande Valley in our third game of the year uh, has some familiar names. Jaron Cumberland, who played at Cincinnati uh, last year in college, one of the best three-point shooters in college basketball a year ago. Um, Kenny Wooten, who has some NBA experience. Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, a lot of NBA fans will be familiar with Kenyon Martin Sr. Played a long time in the league with the likes of the Denver Nuggets. So uh, there's a lot of talent down here uh, of varying degrees of – of experience and a lot of guys who have you know actual NBA talent uh, including us we have guys who have played uh, NBA games and contributed on the NBA level so I think the level of basketball is going to be really high and of course right out of the shoot three games in the first four days uh, as we talked about Westchester and then Delaware back-to-back on Wednesday Thursday and then Saturday February 13th a 3 p.m. start against Rio Grande Valley. Uh, the Vipers and the Mad Ants will uh, tip it off there. And then Monday, the 15th of February, 3.30 against the Austin Spurs. So the first three games, the Mad Ants are the home team and are the away team against Austin. What is the significance, Dan? Because playing in a single site, you know, as far as home court advantage, you're not going to see it. But what is the advantage of someone being the home team versus the visitors? Well, I, you know, like you said, I don't know that you see a lot of an advantage uh, as the home team in this scenario. Um, I think that there's some things that, that are uh, helpful, I guess, mentally for it. You know, you, you always like coming in and, and wearing the home and our situation home blues. Um, and, you know, that can kind of give you an edge, but it, it does make it interesting that that no one's a home team and no one has a home court advantage. Um, we're all getting some training camp practices in uh, on both of the game courts. Actually, our very first training camp was at a location called the Fieldhouse, which is one of the game, the two game courts. Uh, and then also we played at Advent Health, which is the uh, the primary game court. So we, we've gotten some, some training camp days in on those courts and everybody has, but uh, it's just, you know, it's going to be a unique experience and it definitely levels the playing field in that regard. Uh, you know, no fans, obviously, but even, you know, if, if we were playing in the Coliseum with no fans, uh, there's still a home court advantage there, uh, home mm-hmm. court, you know, things you're used to your own locker room. Uh, and that's not going to be the case. So it definitely levels the playing field in a lot of ways. And of course, fans can watch these games on Facebook live. If you're within a 50 mile radius of Fort Wayne, you can tune in and watch on Facebook Live. That's why we're giving you the times of these games on these dates. And uh, it's going to be broadcast play-by-play by John Nolan. And the color analyst will be none other than Mr. Matt Ant. 
Ron Howard. So a couple of guys that know their way around a G League basketball game. So it'll be a lot of fun to listen to John and Ron give us all the details and paint the picture from Orlando. I think that's another great thing uh, that may not give us an actual home court advantage, but for fans to be able to listen and listen into John and Ron and, and guys that they're used to hearing their voices. Obviously, John does a little bit of everything. Ron is Mr. Mad Ant. So, you know, to, to be able to have them uh, broadcasting the games on our Facebook Live uh, is great for our home fans. They're used to those guys. They know them. Um, not sure how audible it will be on the broadcast, but another great thing is that when our players are introduced to the starting lineups uh, in arena, uh, will be voiced by this guy named Jim Shovlin. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him before, but he uh, is. Uh, well, I am married to his wife. <laughs> he's a, you know, and Jim, you got, you did our, those announcements. We recorded them uh, before we headed down. And I think that's just, that's just cool. And, you know, while we have some guys who don't know you for the guys like Jakeenan and Naz and Brian and Dax who know your voice and your voice is synonymous with um, with home games for us and what we do, you know, your your Mad Ants win and, and all of those things. When you look at that, that's something that can give uh, a little bit of home court advantage. And so you have an advantage then when you have some some pre-recorded reads from your home announcer like we do. And you have some guys who are back. You know, those guys know Jim Shufflin's voice. You, they know him as the in-arena voice of the, the Mad Ants. I say him. This is not you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, uh, that, that, that's something that does add a home court advantage, if anything, uh, is that kind of little, you know, reminder of what it's like inside the Coliseum for the four guys we have uh, that have played there. Well, hopefully we can uh, have some Mad Ants win, Mad Ants win, Mad Ants win uh, type of scenarios. Many at least, times. At least 18 of them would be terrific. I would love that, Dan. I would love that. Tell you what, we're going to talk a little bit more about this team's early chemistry a little bit later on in the podcast. But in our next segment, we'll sit down with Naz Mitru Long. You're listening to Inside the Colony, the four-way Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network. Welcome back to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network. And we are here with Naz Mitru Long in his second season as a Fort Wayne Mad Ant. Naz, welcome. Thank you for having me, Jim. I appreciate it. Now, after battling injuries last season, uh, first you, you came down with more, more of an illness and then uh, an ankle injury. How excited are you to finally get this 2021 season started? I'm very excited, man. Um, just to play the game of basketball, having gone through what I did last year, um, being on the right path, it, it's it's something that I've been looking forward to for about a year now. Um, so I'm very, very excited. Naz, you were born and raised in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Talk a little bit about your childhood and what point in your life did you discover the game of basketball and when did it become a passion for you? Um, man, that's a 
that's a serious question because I just don't know where I would start in regards to growing up in Mississauga, man. I was blessed to have the friends I did, the neighborhood I grew up in. It was literally in the center, in the heart of the city. So I had a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and my parents weren't uh, ones to hold me back. So I could experience a lot of a lot of good things, a lot of bad as well that taught me lessons, man. But I'm forever grateful for being from that city. Um, I really developed a love for the game at a young age. I have two older brothers, one of them who actually played for a little bit of time, especially in high school, and he was a special talent. And we used to dribble in the basement and things like that. We had a net in our backyard that all my friends would come over and play at. Um, my uncles, they would have some serious, you know, like competitive games. And I was too young to play at the time, but I just remember it being late, late nights. Um, you know, the vibes were right. Uh, we had a couple lights just showing on the court and it was like concrete courts. And I just remember, you know, the fights and, and uh, the competitive spirit, like the whole nine, man, it was really like a Friday night light segment in my backyard for basketball. And I just really loved it. I fell in love with it. Um, it wasn't my first sport that I got into, but uh, as time went on, I started to take it very serious in seventh grade. Uh, believed I could do something with it in eighth, and it became a, a genuine passion in, in ninth grade when I started high school. Well, now you got to tell us what your first sport was. Uh, well, my dad was uh, an international um, kickboxing champion in North America, so I, I didn't do the kicking thing, but I was uh, I was into boxing at a young age, and I boxed for about eight years, and um, I was on the verge of going pro in that. And um, my dad just sat me down and basically said, if I do that, I got to give up basketball. And if I go basketball, I got to give up boxing. And I don't know, I kind of like the idea of not getting hit in the head as much. So I went the basketball route. Now, you have a Mad Ants teammate that spent uh, time in Mississauga growing up, O'Shea Brissett. Uh, was he ever in your backyard shooting hoops? Um, he wasn't. Uh, he was too young at the time. His his older brother played with my younger brother, if that says anything about my age, um, you know, and he uh, he would be around just watching his older brother and my younger brother play on their AAU team and so forth. He popped in at the house sometimes just to be over and get some food. And I mean, he couldn't have been over four foot five. And uh, I know he remembers those days because we laugh about it a couple of times, but um, he was never playing with us. He was too young. Now, you mentioned AAU basketball. As a kid, you played on some pretty elite teams. In fact, several of you have played in the NBA. What advice would you have for any parent considering putting their son or daughter into AAU travel ball? Um, I mean, I can't give no clean-cut answer because AAU is such a complex business, um, and it's a very big time commitment. But if I had to say anything, it would be um, put your kid in a situation where they're going to have to go through trials and triumphs um, to get what they want. I feel like too many parents are out there just moving from AAU team to AAU team just to find the fit for their kid. When, when in reality, I think the best lessons learned are the ones when you go through the fire and uh, get it out the mud for real. So, I mean, it would be to just find a cohesive group do your extensive research um, and just be there to support. So, I mean, if it's a local AAU team, that's something that I think uh, plays a part because we we felt like we were representing not only where we were from, but our country in general. So it was special for us. Now, after high school in Mississauga, you went to Iowa State, 
go Cyclones, and uh, then went undrafted. Uh, what's the process of finding and, and hiring an agent when you're looking to go professional? Um, that's that's another extensive process, man. It's it's not something that should be taken lightly. Um, you're getting into your professional career um, in regards to decisions and things like that, and you're relying on somebody who's who spent a lot of time building and sustaining relationships throughout their uh, their craft and their business. So I really think it's it's something that you have to pay its uh, its respects to sit down with a, a good amount, um, do your research in regards to the relationships you have and hear what type of, you know, buzz a certain person's name has. And then ultimately it comes down to comfortability. Who's willing to go down the extra mile to make you feel like you're important, to make you feel valued, to let you know that they're going to do everything that they can to put you in the best position for you to succeed. So I think, um, I think ultimately that's, that's, that's what it comes down to comfortability. We're going to come back with more Naz Mitru long, you're listening to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network. Welcome back to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network. And we are sitting down today with Naz Mitru Long, guard for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And Naz, you're one of the very few players that have experienced life in the bubble twice. Bubble 2020 in the NBA with the Pacers, and now Bubble 21 with the Mad Ants. So far, what's different this time around? Um, To be honest, there isn't very many differences. Um, and I don't want to sit here and say I was surprised at that. Um, but I was, I wasn't expecting it in the sense where I just didn't know what to expect. And, um, the approach has been pretty much the same, um, as far as getting food, as far as the testing situation, uh, the food delivery while we were under quarantine, the whole nine, man. So, um, I commend the G league and the NBA as a whole for, you know, really being great hosts and Disney for, for holding it down. It's very similar. And what has the process been since you... I think you first quarantined in Indianapolis and then uh, you had to go through that process before flying to Orlando, correct? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it was a it was a serious process. I almost lost my mind about 10 times over. Um, Kevin, I was in quarantine in Indy for about seven days and we were right across uh, bankers and, and there was like about three games that the guys had played and I felt insane not being able to just go across the street and watch the game. So um, it was something that kind of tested your mental, but it was it wasn't terrible given we were in a nice hotel. Um, you know, the organization does a great job of making us feel comfortable wherever we're at. Um, we had uh, a lot of things, amenities in regards to the food that we got delivered and so forth. So it was just the time. Seven days quarantine there. We had to fly here, quarantine again for another four. Um, but it was all worth it given we're we're in the we're in the rolling of things with training camp. Now, what advice would you give to young players about coping with all the restrictions and protocol of life in the bubble since you've, you've experienced it already and some of these guys coming in here for the first time? Um, It's tough, man. It's tough. I, I feel for the next generation in regards to going through what we're going through now. Like I can't even imagine. I was watching some uh, college highlights uh, last week and I was just looking at the fans and how they were going so crazy and to think about kids not having that experience is nuts um, because those type of things get you ready to be a pro 
But my advice would be just to honestly take the time to to strengthen your mental um, as well as the physical. You know, it's it's a lot of downtime. It's a lot of more peace and quiet that you get throughout your days. Um, so, I mean, it's just about studying the game, watching as much basketball as you can, um, but not even just basketball, man. Read some books, um, eat some good food, man. Treat your body right, your mind right. And it would just be do all you can to take advantage because it's easy to get um, caught up in being lazy and just sitting around, lounging around because the easy thing to say is, oh, everything's on lockdown. But there's ways you can get better, man. So that would be my advice. And of course, starting this year healthy, it's going to be a lot uh, a lot of excitement for you. But last season, you were diagnosed with Bell's palsy in, in layman's term, kind of a paralysis of the face. Tell us when you first noticed that, well, something was wrong. <laughs> so uh, we just, we got back from New York and um, it was like one morning, like my cheek was twitching a little bit and it's not like, I felt something like that before and, but it was nothing serious. So I didn't think nothing of it. Then day two came back from when we got back from New York and, um, and my lips started twitching as well. So it was like, they were doing it like, in, in, in unison, it was weird. Mm. And that's when I was kind of like, okay, something feels weird, but like I was living right. Like I wasn't doing anything that was going to put myself or my body in a situation to where I would have to worry about something like that. And then day three came and I couldn't close my eye completely. And that's when I knew there was a problem. So, um, throughout that day of day three, when the nighttime came, I literally couldn't move the whole right side of my face. And, um, I was panicking and it was nuts because I had to take my eyes shut um, while I slept. I was drooling out my mouth. I couldn't smile. Um, and we did the whole nine, the extensive research to figure out what it was and what caused it. But we couldn't come to that that conclusion. And of course, playing. You played uh, after you got uh, the clearance to and you wore goggles and you know home games. What about your depth perception? when shooting and in such i noticed you know it, it you you pass up some shots i notice and and distribute more but you know what was that like and what were the biggest challenges actually being on the floor in game speed man i i, I don't want to sit here and make excuses because i'm you know my father always taught me to not be one of those guys but man that was it was it was tough it was very very tough if you look at my numbers from the first i don't know i think it was like nine or ten games i played in the g league um to coming back and trying to play with Bell's palsy. I believe I went like one for 14 from the field, the first game and like three for 17 in like the second game. And it was like a complete pride and ego thing in regards to trying to not make an excuse. And I was trying to just shoot through it, but I literally um, didn't have the depth perception. I didn't have, um, you know, the cohesiveness in my eyes to, you know, allow myself to have the balance to shoot. It was just, everything was off. If I try to do a reverse layup, I couldn't see up. Um, if I was going right, um, the list goes on, man. So it was definitely, definitely a challenging experience. And those goggles, I could have broke those goggles a thousand <laughs> times over. I tried to, but I got in trouble for it. Well, I don't know too many players that would have even set foot on the court uh, after a, a diagnosis of Bell's palsy. So uh, uh, no excuses from you. My goodness, that was uh, that was warrior mentality, uh, getting out there and playing and, and just your presence uh, on the court was you know just 
positive for the rest of the team. So now as we're getting ready to fire up this season, actually this season starts uh, on the 10th in just a couple of days. And and give us an overview of this 2021 Mad Ants team. Man, it's, it's, and like you said, I played with a really good AAU team and that was one of the most athletic teams I've been on. But I promise you top to bottom on this roster, it might actually be the most athletic team I've ever been on. Um, there was, there's, I think there's about four or five guys that probably have a 40 inch vert. Jeez. And yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like we got Cassius, uh, O'Shea can jump. Um, Devin jumps through the roof. Jalen, um, you know, Brian ain't a 40, but Brian could definitely get up a little bit. Jakeen is athletic. Um, there's some guys on this roster, man, that are super athletic. So I think it's going to go hand in hand with what Coach Nate wants up top. And that's, you know, using length, athleticism to get around on defense, run the floor. Um, I think we have a chance to really do um, the right things and play good pace of basketball in regards to what the pillars are for Coach Nate upstairs. Well, we're all excited here in Fort Wayne about the season getting underway. And now one thing I want to do is – uh, a brand new development for us on the podcast. It's called the hot seat, Naz. And it's where I'll ask you a series of five rapid fire questions and you answer to the best of your ability. Are you up for this? Yeah, let me just get a prayer in real quick <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Okay, here we go. Okay, question number one. If money was no object, what would you be driving? Oh man! Remember, remember uh, I said rap, rap, rapid fire here. My fault. Um, <laughs> I like speed, man. So I, I'll say um, uh, Lamborghini Aventador. All right. Question number two: Your second favorite sport? Second favorite sport? Um, I'll say uh, boxing. Okay. Question number three: Most influential person outside of sports? Not related to you. Sheesh. Um, That's why they call this the hot seat. Yeah, this is hot. <laughs> I don't know what to say on this most influential person. I'd probably say uh, one of my good friends back home. His name's Alan. All right. Question number four. What song is in your phone that would shock your teammates? <laughs> uh I listened to a little bit in 1975. I haven't recently, but if you know who that is, that would probably shock some of them. Actually, no, they probably wouldn't be surprised. I listen to weird music, though. Okay, and the final question on the hot seat. Naz, your favorite place on earth? Uh, Mississauga, Canada, man. That's home. That's home for me. All right. Naz, meet you along. You're off the hot seat. Congratulations, and thank you for joining us on Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast. Best of luck in this G League season in 2021. Jim, I appreciate you having me on, man. This was a great time, and I look forward to to the season and hopefully look forward to doing this again sometime in the future. All right, best of luck. We'll be back with Dan Vance, Media Relations Director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, in our next segment. You're listening to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network.
Welcome back to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network. I'm back with Media Relations Director Dan Vance. And Dan, we talked a little bit in the first segment. Uh, I, I teased a little bit about the early team chemistry that is evolving with this Mad Ants team. Of course, we had a handful of players returning from last year, but a lot of new faces. But it seems like from social media accounts and and everything leading up to this, we've got a team that's got a a pretty good chemistry and they seem to really like each other and are having a blast down there. Oh, yeah. I think that they uh, have developed a chemistry a lot quicker than a lot of people thought uh, they would. And really more than, you know, just being out and about walking around campus uh, than I even see with other teams. Not to say other teams don't have it, but I'm just saying we have something I think that's really unique. Uh, you know, we had last week, we had our, our media content day where they do all the, the videos and the, you know, st- studio photos and all of that kind of stuff. And so many people that would come up to me or Coach Tom Hankins or Brian Levy and Chris Taylor and just tell us how different this group was. You know, these are the people who are seeing every single team in a three-day span. Uh, and for them to come up to us and be like, you know, this team is is so outgoing. Uh, they're so comfortable with each other. They're so interactive uh, I think that's awesome. Immediately, when you're talking to guys who got to know each other in part uh, over Zoom, um, playing video games with each other. You know, they're not allowed to go in, in each other's rooms, so they're in their own rooms playing video games together. And, and they've really clicked and connected and are having a lot of fun. And it's I'm glad that you say that, you know, you were seeing that over social media. That's kind of the goal uh, to, to get their personalities out there. You know, we had uh, uh, Instagram live takeover the day of media day from Devin Robinson, uh, who's one of the new players this year for us. And, and he really shined in doing that. And I think something else that helps is that there are some previously made bonds between groups. Uh, mm-hmm. and those groups aren't just kind of like clicking together. It's, it's, they're using those bonds to expand, um, you know, within other other areas of the team and, and getting everybody involved. You know, I, I mentioned Devin. Uh, he and O'Shea Brissett have been just hilarious together. Those two together uh, are something else altogether. You know, and, but they developed that bond plane last year with Raptors 905. Uh, you look at, at, at Daxter Miles, who we're all familiar with, you know, coming over midway through last season, but he did come over midway through last season. So he played with Anthony Lawrence. He played with Jalen LeCue in Northern Arizona. So there's relationships there. And then obviously uh, Naz and Brian and Jakeenan and Dax knowing each other and uh, Cassius and Brian Bowen and Jalen LeCue playing in Indianapolis together earlier this year. So th- there's so many pre-existing relationships that they've been able to just kind of meld them together. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, you never know till you get on the court, but I think it's going to be exciting on the court uh, when we get playing, because honestly, training camp has been exciting. Watching them get out there and run uh, and, and get up and down, they've definitely clicked pretty quickly. Well, and I was going to ask you about training camp and practices because you know you can have all the great chemistry in the world off the court, but it, how is it clicking on the court in practices? Uh, is it supportive? Is it constructive? Uh, it, are they? Are they enjoying the fact that they're learning, if if they hadn't been in the Pacers organization, learning that Pacers system of offense and defense? Yeah, and, and you know it helps that so many of them were in training camp with the Pacers. 
you know, we have a lot of guys who, you know, not just Brian Bone and Cassius Stanley and Jalen McHugh, but a lot of other guys, Naz Mitchell Long, Sean Hammonds, guys that were in that training camp. And then you look at Devin Robinson, no shape or set. They come from Raptors 905. So they come from Coach Nate Dorkins, his setup. You know, <laughs> they've, they've run his plays. They've run his offense. They know it. Uh, so for them to be able to have so many guys that are knowledgeable and catch the other guys up, um, you know, the, the teachable things and, and guys stepping up as leaders in such a variety of ways uh, has been very clear already. Well, once again, Dan, give us all the social media platforms where people can find the Fort Wayne Mad Ants and all this outstanding content that you're providing. Well, yeah, obviously, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you know, uh, are our primary outlets. We're going to have some stuff, and we have had some stuff on on our YouTube account, so make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Uh, and occasionally, we have a, a player playlist on Spotify. So, uh, you know, along with being able to listen to Inside the Colony, on Spotify, you can listen to some some player playlists, uh, some of their favorite songs, and you know a way to to get them out there to express themselves. You know, music and basketball uh, are so synonymous with each other. So you know, it's it's a great thing to be able to collaborate with these guys and get some of their favorite music out there for our fans to listen to. Very nice. And once again, to just to reiterate, February tenth on Wednesday, three thirty p.m. The tip off against the Westchester Knicks, and you can catch that on Facebook Live at the Fort Wayne Mad Ants Facebook page. So it should be a lot of fun. John Nolan and Ron Howard will have the call of that game and all the other ones as well. So we should uh, have a great time listening and following the Mad Ants very closely, even though they're just about 1,200 miles away from home. But doesn't matter. We've got all the social media platforms uh, ready for us. It'll seem like you're right there in the stands. Well, that's going to do it for Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast, episode three, powered by Lutheran Health Network.